we were talking about like what can we do to help make the sound better and more you know um easy for everybody so and less obtrusive maybe you know and so we were kind of talking about well what about like trying out those lapel mics so we were looking on they had like a great like uh special for mm-hmm. black friday but we didn't end up pulling the trigger on it because i was like <laughs> how much are they it, like it's like you lose the feeling of the podcast yeah. when you get away from these kind uh, of mics yeah i feel like this is so, like right in my face it is okay. google schmertz Thank you for opening this for me, by the way. It was just sitting and spinning. I was like, oh, trying gosh. to unscrew it. And I'm like, I'm telling a story and it's <laughs> sitting and spinning. I'm like, I it's just want some. Sit and spin. <laughs> sit and spin. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> oh, God. It's like a chainsaw. Yes. My mouth good? just exploded. Oh. In a good way or a bad way? No. I don't know. That doesn't look, look I'm going to drink it, but I'm not going to like it. <laughs> it Are like you going to do that every time you take a sip? I might. What is it? Um, Margarita? Is it sweet, tart? Rancho La Gloria. Gloria? I don't know. Pronounced perfectly. Ready to drink strawberry margarita (laughs) wine cocktail. Rancho La Gloria. It's made with with my Vegeta. (laughs) Vegeta. Grassy grassy ass. Yeah. It's got 13.9% alcohol per volume. That's probably why it tastes like like moonshine or something. I know. It's it's it smells like Kool-Aid. Oh, it does but it not taste, taste like Kool-Aid. It's like that pomegranate martini that guy made me at Cobb and Pin. There was no, it was just straight alcohol with a drop, a splash of pomegranate. It was nasty. Mm. I drank it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Well, that, I mean, yeah, because you don't want it to go to waste. No. Especially when you're out and you buy yeah. alcohol. Yeah, it's a $13 like, drink. Yeah, mm-hmm. $38 for my little one drink <laughs> cocktail. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's shitty, but I'm going to drink it. I'm drinking it. it. I'm licking the glass <laughs> for that. And I'm going to like it, too. I'm licking and the, the glass. And the salt all around it. High class. <laughs> Pinkies up. With your Fajita drink. My Fajita. God. Oh God. It's like an after. Like an aftertaste? Yeah. Look, there's three more in the fridge. Oh, I'm going to try one just to yeah. see what it's all about. You can capture it on video. I won't be the only one making that face. Like, oh, like yeah. We should totally get one. We should. Hey, producer time. Chris, can you grab us two of those? Please? We can like oh, at the yes. same time drink and make faces. <laughs> Excuse me, Chris. Drink more, drink more, producer. He's our cabana boy. Chris, I need a drink. Look, he's got to open it for you because otherwise it just sits and spins. Sits and spins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank so you. That's a wine cocktail. <coughs> okay. All right, ready? Do it. Yeah. I'll do it together. Okay. Oh, good God. It's like drinking hand soap. It is a little like cleaner, <laughs> isn't it? It's like Lysol. <laughs> Somebody scrub my tongue, please. <laughs> Where's the, the toilet coming out of my mouth? <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> It's, uh, okay. it's, it's not a thing I'll buy again. Yeah, we'll, we'll put it in that category. That's, that's a Rancho good category. La Gloria. <laughs> it's like fake sweetener. It is, but it's certified Some colors. Clorox. <laughs> certified. What, what color is it certified to be? Watermelon? Something. No, I didn't get watermelon. This is strawberry. They it's had a, a watermelon. Agave it might have been better. Maybe. Mm. It's made in there Modesto. was there was like four different flavors. Mm-hmm. There was like your traditional margarita, which is like just green. I don't know what like is that lime, lemon lime. <laughs> then there was this, and there was mango and watermelon. Mm-hmm. I think that's the ones I remember. Wow. Um, yeah, it's made. But we have, maybe the other ones are better. Like the cans, maybe the cans are better. Yeah. Well, well you had one of the cans. I'm going to drink the can first. Yeah. <laughs> Dull my taste buds. I'm sure, my eyes are watering. I know it literally makes you do this every time oh. you drink it. Well, it's such a small spout too. Like I can't just down it because it's like gloop, gloop, I'm a little gloop, gloop. It's like robitussin. <laughs> it does. It does do that. It is, yeah, it's all kinds of wrong. Mm-hmm. We cannot you promote this the, product. I did. <laughs> drink it hard and, and we're gonna drink it hard and fast and then call it a day. Oh, it gets. I work. just. I just. 
Oh, girl. Took a big yeah, glug, glug, glug. Mm-hmm. Y'all better not get drunk and make me do this whole thing by myself. We <laughs> might. <laughs> we might. You have all the questions, although they're bit printed big enough that I can read them from That's here. That's why I, I do it that way. I make yeah. it like 18 so I can actually see it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you want to hear oh, a funny story? Oh, there he story? is. Okay. Oh, hi. Oh, there we hey. go. Hey. Hello, Almost. hello, everybody. <laughs> hello. Hey. Chris is getting you set All right. still on our monitor. There we okay. go. There we go. Perfect. Can you only see me or everybody? I don't know. I, I can see the lovely lady in the blue sweater. That's me. Well, Angela. there you go. <laughs> So that answers your question. Okay, right. what? It's all wrong. you all the time. It feels wrong. Well, I mean, <laughs> we're just we going to support that part. Anything. Like, we have our cameras, so. All right. So, um, uh, can I get introductions of everybody? Yes. Um, Chris, do you want to, like, turn the monitor a little bit so everybody gets in frame? So. <laughs> that works. <laughs> nice. Now we have some hands. Hi. That's yeah. Kristen's hand. So, this is Kristen. And then. Hi, Kristen. I'm Drew. <laughs> it's great to meet you. Um, you yeah. want to turn it a little bit now back towards Angela. <laughs> if you could just do that anytime somebody's yeah. talking. Yeah, every I'm time. Angela. And then. <laughs> and keep shifting. Your, no, it's on you. I said so I'm Angela. Oh, okay. And then turn it again so he can see Kathy. Hey. Hi, Kathy. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> and Chris's head. How's it going? Hey, really good. Really, really good. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Oh, thank no. you for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much for wanting to be a part of our craziness that we got going on we very much appreciate that <laughs> where are y'all located we're in lakeland florida okay yeah it works so we're kind of in between where tampa and or- lakeland in between tampa and orlando oh okay yeah yeah yeah. i i think i've i think i did a show in lakeland oh really um, i was on the i was on the 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 national tour of rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and we did a lot of stops in florida Nice. Oh my gosh. That's what our kids are doing right now, the junior yes. version. Yes. Ah, uh, cool. Yes, very cool. So you probably came to the RP Funding Center, I would guess. That's what's in Lakeland. Um, you know, I, I am the worst source of where I was because it was um, all one-nighters. Oh my and gosh. so like everything just kind of like blah, blended together. That makes sense. Yeah. How many tours have you done? Um, I've done that tour three times. Okay. Um, and uh, so each each tour was only seven weeks, and it was about 40 stops over seven weeks. So it was just like show, wow. hotel, show, hotel, mm-hmm. show, hotel. Um, there are a few places that stood out to me because we had like two or three days. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, not Bentonville. Um, what's the place by Bentonville? Um Fayetteville, Arkansas. Oh, Boy, okay, did I yeah. fall in love with Fayetteville, Arkansas. Really? Uh, loved it, loved it. Lo- oh my gosh, yeah. If I if I ever... it, It's like a Hallmark movie. Like, I could totally see myself like leaving my big corporate lawyer job and falling in love with a guy who runs a hardware store or something down there. <laughs> like, it was just, just great. That's you awesome. help him put up his Christmas tree and before you know it... True yeah. love. It's yeah. all jingles. Blossoms yeah. in Fayetteville. Yeah. <laughs> My aunt lives in Fayetteville, North Carolina, though. I didn't realize there were numerous Fayettevilles. Yeah, you know what? Fayetteville, North Carolina, uh, my mother and my sister spent a good chunk of time there on a trip to the uh, Outer Banks, and they loved yeah. Fayetteville out there, too. Yeah, it's a very military town, so lots of transient situations. But, I mean, it, North Carolina is gorgeous, mm-hmm. right? So, And it's great because yeah. it's right yeah, off it really 95, is. so you know it's really easy to get off and... Um, see the sights and and do things from there. So yeah, yeah. So when you so, did your Rudolph, sorry, I just talked right no, over no. you. When you did your right. Rudolph, was it adults and kids, or how did that go for you guys? Uh, no, no, it was only an adult. Um, okay. So the young, you, you had to be eighteen to be in the cast. So gotcha. our youngest performer was eighteen. Okay. Um, um, it's funny. If you know a lady named Donna Vivino, she was one of the Alpha Buzz, and she's a she's a very famous cabaret singer. Her younger sister Antonia Vivino was our youngest performer on the tour. Um, so it was a cast of maybe twenty, um, mostly out of Southern California because that's where the production re- re- rehearsal was. Um, and um, boy, what a trip, man! It was great. I I we. I did the, 
I did it three times. The first two times were because, like, I just wanted to do a show. And the last time, like, I was I was kind of getting busy with this stuff, mm-hmm. uh, with the college audition stuff. But we had a Dungeons & Dragons game going from the, the previous two tours. And I was oh like, I can't miss the <laughs> D&D miss game. I got to I, 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 I finish this campaign. I got to go back on tour. That's a long campaign. Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> three-year campaign. Hey, yeah. That's good. Three-year campaign. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Wow. Oh, that's awesome. So you're in California right now. Uh, it's funny. I live in New York City, but oh. um, I, um, I'm i in California right now because mm-hmm. I'm on a contract doing a show in uh, Northern California. Wow. So you keep pretty busy with a full-time, couple I full-time do. jobs. So like- this is, so the College Audition Pro is my full-time, full-time job. But as a creative artist, if I don't do a show at least a couple times a year, I just go cuckoo bananas. Mm-hmm. So um, I try and do at least like one one big summer musical and then like one one ho- holiday show. Got it. We understand that because our kids have depression anytime they're like in between oh, shows. I, they get very sad. Kids, it's well, us yeah, too. we do too. Like, yeah, yeah. Do. Whenever we're not doing something, it you just feel like there's a hole in your life. So you got to get out there and do it. Even if we're not mm-hmm. on stage, we still have that like adrenaline rush being backstage for everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's addictive. I mean, we'll totally. Just, oh, of course. There. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so how are your kids in college right now? No. Or they in high school? They're not even that far. Um, my, I mean, I have a daughter that's in high school now that's, um, but she's not theater. She plays tuba. Um, and she cool, is, cool, cool. she's graduating in 2024. And then my youngest is the theater nerd, and she's just about to go into high school. She's auditioning for the high school here that is all fine arts. Oh, good! Oh, good! I'm 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 crossing my fingers for her. Thank be you. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, and I have a tenth grader there at the performing arts school. It's called Harrison, uh, oh, in the musical cool. theater department. That's awesome. Nice, nice, very nice. <laughs> and then I, my other one is in seventh grade, and. We'll hope to go there at one point. Seventh grade, you said? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Yep. And then my daughter, Gabby, um, I have two children. My son, Max, is 12, but he likes to do backstage stuff. He does lights and things like that. Um, But my daughter, Gabby, is the one that really likes to be on stage and does her her whole life as theater. Um, But she's only 10, (laughs) so she's got some time. (laughs) She has some time, yes, yes. But, but it'll did. be here before we know I it. Know. I know. I know these ladies. And we have a lot of friends getting ready to go through this process. Yes. And a couple of weeks ago, we had one of our friends come on and talk. Um, she's helping her daughter go through the process now. She's a junior. So it's going to be great to hear your perspective and what you have to offer that I can't even imagine how helpful it would be for children. Yes. Yeah. So thank yeah. you so yeah. much for agreeing Hopefully to come I can on. Get some help today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so this podcast is perfect to come right after Cats because Cats talked about Autumn's whole journey and and everything she's doing with the screening processes so that's where they're at right now um they're getting ready to travel Mm -hmm. to do um oh gosh what did she call them when they're grouped together and there's a bunch of schools that show up together the unified yes 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 yes, thank you yeah so she's getting ready she already has tickets for chicago and there's um one here in tampa so they're doing that and i think she mentioned like february march ish will be the time where they'll find out about the screenings and then um, how she does, you know, of course, I think May, right, is commitment. I believe so. Yeah. So then they'll start to get their offers coming in and then they'll figure out what they want to do money wise. And so, yeah, so having you on is a perfect um, plan. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Segue. Yeah. To, the timing is yes. great. Yes. So thank you. And just, oh, awesome. Opa. All right. Opa. Let's and do this. We yeah. are, um, just so you know, we are complete amateurs, we know nothing. But our goal is to help other parents get their children involved successfully and whatever (laughs) tricks and tips along the way that we can offer that we've learned or that other people like you can help out with. Oh, great. Yeah, I'm 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 sure that you'll also have a lot of moms who have done this before who will Mm -hmm. be able to contribute in in the comments on your Instagram Mm -hmm. uh, and your YouTube videos and stuff to to say, oh, yeah, I know exactly what Drew is talking about. Here's what helped me and my kid. Mm hmm. So, want to get rolling? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right, right, here we go. Welcome to the Drama Mamas. I'm Angela. I'm Kathy. I'm Kristen. And today we have with us... 
Oh, Drew Boudreaux. <laughs> <laughs> what a slight little sound time lapse. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. And I'm pointing and you can't see me. So yeah. thank you so much for coming on, Drew. Um, I was doing a little research on you and then I got really overwhelmed because you have an incredible resume of things you have done. So I started writing things down. I'm like, why am I doing this? You could just tell us about yourself. So give us a little background about mm-hmm. um, who you are, what you've done, and why you're here today. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I am from uh, originally Orange County, California. I grew up in the city of Orange. Um, and I went to El Medina High School, which in the 90s had just a killer theater program. So I was all theater all the time. Uh, musical theater and improv were my two jams growing up. And uh, then I went to uh, college at a place called Stony Brook University. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's about halfway down Long Island. Um, and it used to have a pretty good theater program. I went for a general theater degree. That, that, that would be like a BA, non-audition. You get to do acting, directing, playwriting, dramaturgy, uh, light, sound, welding, the whole shebang. So it's not like a pre-professional training program. It's an all-around general theater program. Um, and um, I graduated from college and I came out as a stage manager. Um, I went in as an actor, came out as a stage manager because I got assigned, you know, when you're in uh, college for theater, you have to do some tech stuff. You can't just do performing. So like one semester you have to be the head electrician, next semester you have to be like the person on lights, and then you can do your your shows. So I got to be stage manager one semester and I really, really liked it. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, oh, I like this process. this isn't like, like eating the cookie is fun, but baking the cookie is a lot more rewarding. <laughs> and so I said like, oh, I think I want to do this for a living. And so I came out of college as a stage manager and I went to work at the Walt Disney Company in California on the Aladdin show um, at uh, California Adventure. Um, but uh, I realized once I started there that actually, no, I, I really do want to be a performer. And I think I took the stage management gig because it was uh, an easier gig. There are fewer stage managers out there. Um, it's better money. It's more consistent. And uh, it's safer, too, emotionally. I don't have to put myself out there. I don't have to mm-hmm. walk in an audition room and have people judge me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, But I found that I was really unhappy being around all these people who were living my dream. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, gosh, this is... This is worse than just not being around it at all. And so I decided to jump onto Disney Cruise Line thinking, oh, if I change where I am, my feelings will go away. Uh, Spoiler, (laughs) it didn't work that way. Um, And I'm on the ship and, um, uh, you know, it it was just as bad watching people living my dream as I am doing the admin part of it. Um, And on Disney Cruise Line, for those of you who have ever been on a uh, a Disney ship, uh, all the live shows are a very, very thin plot to get from one hit song to the next hit song. Uh, Because people want to hear Part of Your World. They want to hear Be a Man from Mulan. Makes sense. And so this show, the plot was about a stage manager character who's trying to hold this show together, but all she really wants to do is be a performer, but she's too afraid. Oh, my God. And at, oh, yeah. And so at the end of the show, the last act can't make it, and she goes on instead, and, like, she's brilliant, and she lives her dream, and uh, confetti falls from the ceiling, and I'm in the back at the end of every show with this tear just rolling down my, my face, and I have to suck back into my eyeball and be like, <laughs> keep it together, keep it together, um, until, you know, one day I just couldn't take it anymore. It was either, like, you know, lose my mind or quit, and so... I took my headset off and I walked in my boss's office and I said, hey, the next American port that we get to, I'm getting off the boat. I got to do what I got to do. And he was like, yeah, go for it. And I got back to Los Angeles and I opened up a, a paper copy of Backstage back in the day. And um, there was a, a casting notice for Oklahoma at a regional theater in California. And I hadn't auditioned in 10, 12 years. And I was like, ah, what the heck? And I sent in my tape, and about a day later, they called me and said, we open in two weeks. Can you be here tomorrow? Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, that's when I knew, like, the hand of God, you know, Mm -hmm. the universe at work was like, Mm -hmm. yes, this is the right choice. You are doing the thing that you should be doing. Um, 
And uh, I've been a performer ever since uh, as my job, doing a lot of improv comedy, um, doing uh, improv comedy on for corporations and colleges, tours, uh, boats, uh, musical theater everywhere. And then I started teaching at OSHA, which is the Orange County School of the Arts in Santa Ana. It's where uh, Matt Morrison went, uh, Krista Rodriguez, L- Lindsay mm. Mendez. And I started teaching there, and then I was like, you know what? I had a pretty crummy college audition experience myself as a student. Um, It's partially the reason that I ended up at a non-pre-professional training program, because I just didn't know what I was doing. And my mentor was of no help. He was of opposite help. I I bet there are people who could use some guidance with this. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I started CAP. And... um, We've had a 98% success rate with our students um, in terms of getting them into one of their top schools. Um, And I think more than anything, we've had, we've saved parents a lot of anxiety Mm -hmm. and a lot of emotional distress through the process. When, when, you know, they, parents talk about their kids being their heart walking around outside of their body. And when you want to be able to help them desperately and you don't Mm -hmm. know how, Mm -hmm. it's such a debilitating feeling. And so, you know, we we have such a high success rate, but also um, such a consistent track record with making parents feel like I helped do the thing, I helped my kid achieve their dream. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and for those of you- So that's me. Yeah, well. Amazing. I'm like a little bit <laughs> starstruck yeah, here. But yeah, um, CAP stands for College Audition Pros, correct? Yeah. Okay. So how long have you been doing that? How many years? I founded the company in 2015. Okay. And so walk us through That's You are helping parents and children navigate the whole college audition process. And That's help, right. Okay. Can you kind of walk us through so, how it all starts? Yeah. So let's say that uh, Angela is uh, helping uh, uh, Kathy. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. That's, That's yeah. me. You got uh, it. You so, got it. So, <laughs> I know how so hard Angela are. is helping yes. Kathy get into college. Yes. Um, so first so you have you. all of the, all the academic hoopla that you got to do. Um, that every student has to do. If you're going into journalism or business or nursing, you got to do all the applications. Uh, that's probably seven or eight schools if you're a typical college applicant. You know, ah, oh, well, I wanna go to the school in my hometown, If and if not, I wanna go to the school that's like close to my industry or the one that's cheapest. Like, it's a pretty direct process if you're not going for a specialization. But then you also have the, the uh, layer on top of that. This is like a nightmare of a tiramisu. Normally, it's all layers that are lovely, but for this process, it's like, and I got to do this, and I got to do this, and I got to do this. So uh, Angela also, who may, if Angela is not a drama mama, and she's just like a regular mama, uh, she's like, what do I do? What on earth do I do to help my kid? So I help uh, students and parents find their schools to begin with. There's about 300 schools that have a musical theater or acting BFA. Well... We're certainly not applying to 300 schools. And of those, how many are actually right for Kathy? You know, Mm -hmm. if Kathy wants an LGBT safe school versus like uh, a religious school versus one with a campus versus one that's in the city. There's all of these things that you got to sift through to make sure that your four years are really satisfying for you Mm -hmm. and, and that you're not just following the trends in either Facebook groups or like U.S. News and World Reports or Variety Magazine. Like you have to be informed. It's on you, parents, to be that proactive guide for your kid. So we help them find about 20 schools that are right for them. And already off the bat, that is so much stress that just melts away from a parent because they go, oh, at least I know that we're going in the right direction, right? Yes, um, yeah. And we'll help them find their audition material. Some kids go to a schools of fine arts so they already have like monologues and songs and stuff. But a lot of kids uh, just know they love it and they do a lot of shows that, at their community theater but they don't have monologues, they don't have songs. So we help them find all that. Um, and then on the back end for parents, we do a lot of the organizational stuff that again takes a lot of the 
uh, unappetizing stuff off their plate. Things like, well, how do I know when everything's due? How do I know uh, how to film these pre-screen videos? How do I know if I have to go to Unifieds? Um, how our job is to help them keep organized and not spend money they don't have to have and not spend money and not spend energy they don't have to spend either. Mm -hmm. um, we'll do all the coaching for them over the course of the summer. Uh, we'll film their pre-screen videos for them. So when I was wow. applying to college, uh, you just walked to NYU <laughs> and you went, hello, I'm Drew. I want to audition for this school. And they went, okay. But with the advent of the internet, um, accessibility has become so much greater. So now schools have to uh, have these things called pre-screens where, where you submit a video to be considered to audition in person. Uh, since these are the first impressions that these schools are going to get, we really take it very, very seriously. You know, a kid's future is hanging in the balance. So we do all the filming ourselves. We come to their town. We we do it uh, on site, coach and film and edit and upload. So again, the parent doesn't feel like they're getting in the way because maybe they're not tech savvy. Instead, they're giving it all to someone who can make their child's process flow really smoothly. Mm -hmm. um, and we're also big advocates, big advocates of balance. So this, uh, there's already so much pressure around this, right? Your mom and dad are breathing down your neck. Are you hitting all these deadlines? Um, you're stressed out already because you're like, this is the fate of my future. We don't want to add to that. Instead, we add a lot of like the butter and cream that goes into the flour, right? You've already got the flour and the salt and the sugar. You got the dry stuff. We want to add the wet stuff and just like even it out. So like um, we don't we don't take ourselves very seriously, but we take our job very seriously. We want to make sure that you know it's okay to take breaks. It's okay to take vacations. Uh, it's okay to tell me I don't want to work today because I'm stressed. All right, great. Um, and we will hold those deadlines for you. And also when you get overwhelmed and you have self-doubt, we will hold that faith for you because you can't hold it for yourself right now. And that's going to be okay. We also travel with students to those things that you were talking about before, the unifieds where 50 schools are there at once and oh my gosh, I'm in a maze. Where do I go? Who do I talk to? Yeah. So we help yeah. our students navigate all that stuff as well. Um, and then we sort of serve as like you're on like Batman on, uh, on remember how on the old TV show, um, Commissioner Gordon could just, just, um, pick up the red phone and it would dial Batman. Yeah. That's kind of what we do after auditions mm -hmm. all the way up until you decide on your school because your life changes daily, drastically, depending on who takes you off the wait list and who says, oh, actually, we can match this offer this other school gave you. And now you're like, oh, wait a minute. Now I have two final choices. And so we just field a lot of phone calls. We play psychotherapist. We play coach. We play kind of everything that a family needs us to do until you, you know, really happily decide on a school. Oh, my gosh. Oh my, my head is I spinning. Don't even, I don't <laughs> even know what people did before you guys existed then. Yeah. <laughs> so do you guys, so when we just did our um, episode with Kat, like we jokingly were like, is there somebody we can hire to do this? <laughs> Apparently there is. Yeah. So this is fantastic. You're like a momager all put in one. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, yeah. Mom and well, and I'm goodness. just thinking. Oh my God! You, you not only are you helping them get into a college, but you're helping um, parent-child relations because I'm thinking oh. of all oh. the yeah. hardship that goes yes. into you know helping your child, and if you're making bad decisions or the stress you're you've got a deadline, you have to do this, and you're just taking that away from the families and just helping relationships on yes. top of everything else. Yeah, that's crazy. Absolutely. So. When <laughs> when you're in high tense situations. Like it can be easy to forget gratitude and love uh, mm -hmm. when you've got these deadlines and you've got these high stakes. So one of the things that we talk about in our workshops is not just open communication about what you need, but open communication about gratitude and thanks for from child to parent and parent to child. Mm -hmm. um, we, you know, in when you're when you're putting up the Christmas lights and putting up the tree and you're baking the turkey and you're baking the ham, doing mashed potatoes. Patience wears thin. And yeah. so you can forget that like, oh, we're doing this because we love each other. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's the same thing with this process. It's really important for kids to say thanks to their parents, even if their parents don't really know what they're doing. And maybe they're not even that helpful. But 
if your parents try and they fall on their face, know that they're trying because they love you and they believe in you. Right. And Mm -hmm. also for kids, believe it or not, this is the hardest thing that a child will do until they plan a wedding or buy a house. Mm -hmm. This is the hardest thing that they have done up till now in their life. So it's really important that parents recognize that, honor that, and tell them, hey, you're doing a really difficult thing and I'm very proud of you for how difficult this is and you're doing very well. Sometimes Mm -hmm. kids just need to hear that and parents need to hear the same thing. Absolutely. Because it sets the tone for the rest of their life. Depending on what school they get into, it it kind of sets Mm -hmm. the tone, the course for everything. I think one of the most um, wonderful things that you're bringing to the table here is that yes, it's the obvious, you know, organizational, making sure everything's where it needs to be, you know, helping the child. But you're taking that key piece of emotion out of the process, right? Because you guys are more of an unbiased third party that can really help direct and not get involved emotionally with these really, really important decisions with, yes, you have to have a sense, you know, you have to feel in your heart that this is the right place for you to be. But there's also those outside intrinsic factors that you guys are able to put on the table and say, well, hold on a second. I know that you really think this campus is really, really pretty but this school might offer you something a little bit better or might hit one of your other marks. You know, so I think that that's a great thing, that, a quality that you guys are bringing, um, you know, oh, to help. Oh, thank you. I, yeah. I, I like to think so. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's one of the things that I pride myself on is uh, students and parents are awash in um, the advertising that dollars have bought a lot of schools. But... Um, just a few, just a few schools that have their name out there. Everyone knows Michigan and Carnegie Mellon and NYU and Juilliard. And so you can begin to think, well, those are the only schools that I could really go to if I want to make it. And then all of a sudden you have parents and students who are freaking out because they've internalized that. Oh, shoot. If I don't go to these schools, I won't be on Broadway. If my child doesn't go to the school, they won't be on Broadway. Ah, so my job is to say, well, did you know there's actually a school out there that produces Broadway caliber training and it's in your state and you get in-state tuition and it has a great focus on mental health? And they go, I've never even heard of this school. So part of our job is to reveal and uncover incredible opportunities that uh, can lower the stress, like you said, and the anxiety and the pressure that parents put on themselves. Is it about like a nine-month process from start to finish, or how does that work? Uh, in an ideal world, it's about uh, 14 months. Wow. So I like to have students and parents come to me in uh, February, March of junior year, and we wrap up usually around the middle of May. Wow. Um, now, there are, you know, I, I will say that typically the way that the cyclical season works is we have the early, early bird start in November, December, like right now of junior year. Um, and then some folks sign up in spring and then a lot of folks sign up in August because uh, they know their students talented and they know how to do the Common App. That's fine. They had a, an older sibling who went to school. But it's not until they look at the additional requirements they go, I didn't know about this part. Mm-hmm. And then we and then we really double down and we get them all in line to have their pre-screen still turned in by October. Goodness, that's a long time to be it working. It is a long that time. Is. 14 months, oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm starting to freak yeah. out. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> We're in seventh grade, I gotta start now. <laughs> well, so well, it what? will be your early birds. I, so yeah. it will be November of junior year. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I take a lot of uh, a lot of my uh, practice comes from feedback from parents. You know, when I started, I just knew that I was an acting coach and like I knew that I could help kids. Um, over the years, everything that has improved from my business has improved because I've gotten feedback from parents who have said, boy, I wish I could have someone who helped me with X. Or after they finish the process, they go, I wish I could have dot, 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 dot. And that's one of the reasons we start so early is because parents would tell us, if you only start when it's time to start, you're too late. Mm. So they say, you know, I had parents who started in May and they said, boy, I wish we would have started in February. It would have made the summer so much easier for us. We could have taken that vacation. 
we could have had time off. We da 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 da. So we space it out into fourteen months so that it's never um, really a high pressure situation. Right. You've got like buffer time in between deadlines. Exactly. Yeah, that's nice. Right. Yeah, slack time because you're probably going to need it at some point. Well, and I was watching one of your videos, and one of the things I loved you said was, um, "Okay, your pre-screens are in, and now take a break until Thanksgiving's over." It, because you're going to get sick of what you're doing. And I was like, oh my gosh, we've been there where we have a song that we use for a lot of different things. And if I ever hear that song again, I'm going to, you know, my ears are going to bleed. So I love that you said that. Absolutely. Like, it's okay. You, you do this part uh-uh. and then give yourself a little rest yeah. and, and, you know, recharge. So I, was, I found that very interesting. Oh, it's, it's so important. Mm-hmm. Even if it's something that you love, if you do it too much, you can get sick of it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if you love peanut butter sandwiches, but then you have it for three weeks straight, you're going to hate peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> right. And yes. so the same goes for your monologue and your song. Mm-hmm. So after we're done with pre-screens, you have spent nine months preparing for these things. Time to take a breather. Go to homecoming. Do your fall show uh, and, you know, eat some turkey and then fall asleep for four days. Just <laughs> let's not see each other for a while mm-hmm. so that you can recharge and uh, not get burnt out. And for a theater kid, you know, we tend to be, you know, we a lot of us tend to be ADHD, me included, and we tend to be um, really results-driven. Like, work it, work it, work it, work it, work it. But you can polish something so much that the shine comes off. And yes. so we don't want to do that. And that's why it's so important to take breaks. Yeah, we're seeing a little bit of that right now with Pinky as she's prepping for her auditions to get into the high school I was telling you about. And um, she's already done, like, so she did this song and it was also for districts. So she could kind of use it twofold. And that's a great thing. So she's not having to focus on too many, you know, too much blocking or too many, you know, pieces of, you know, song or whatever to memorize. But yeah, so we're here. She's done districts. She in January will do she's going to go on to state and at the same time be auditioning for Harrison Mm, with the same song, with the same song and the same blocking, the same performance of that piece. Yeah. And she's already at the point now where she's like, yeah, I really wish I could do something different. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, you're locked in now. Like, this is it. You, you, can't, it out, you can't change it now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, you got to stay committed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I like Absolute what you said, the, the shine yeah, rubs off. Yeah. That's the yeah. real danger of being so married to a piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's one of the reasons that we don't do material selection. We don't do that in February or March. Because then you're stuck with it for 14 months. You don't want to be doing the same song monologue for over a year straight. So we we put that off for a while. You know, that you can learn a song or a monologue in a couple weeks. So that's not something that, that we have to have, you know, ready to go, you know, 14 months before you audition for it. So... Um, it makes you wonder how Broadway performers do it. Yes. Eight shows a week yes. for several years. Yeah. Yeah. It's, every time I see one, I think, oh my gosh, I couldn't do they that. They must hate that music. But it's not even by the time they're done, they're like, like, oh you know, a year in, they're like, just shoot me now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Switch this up a little bit. Can we, can I swap? Like, <laughs> so how many students say in a year are you working with? I think you have about what, eight or 10 um, on your staff? So we, uh, last year we, or this, this cycle, uh, we have about 30 mm-hmm. and um, we anticipate next year it's going to be closer to 50, mm-hmm. but they're not all working with me. Mm-hmm. I have a team of coaches so that um, a student is never competing with their peers for attention uh, from us. So we've got uh, three or four uh, additional coaches on top of myself. Um, and then we have a team of uh, office admins to help keep everything straight as well. Nice. And so when they first come in, is it like you meet in person and you kind of do like an audition basically? Like, let me hear your voice. Let me see you act. Let me like kind of get a gauge of who you are and where you are. How does that work? So uh, 99% of what we do is over Zoom mm-hmm. um, because I'm based in New York. Students are based all over the country and also mm-hmm. students Teenager schedules, in case you weren't aware, are absolutely (laughs) insane. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't make sense for us to work in person anyway because, like, they'll be like, I have exactly from 3.07 to 3.48 today on my break. I'm like, well, I'm not driving to your school and you're not coming to New York City, so let's work online. Um, 
we I don't do auditions. I don't do an audition requirement to work with me. And the reason is um, college auditions is so much less about talent than it is about dedication and organization. Um, I do like seeing a sample Wait, of someone. Can you work say that again, Drew? Because I, <laughs> yeah, that was an awesome bite. Can you yeah. just say that again? Because it's, yeah, I love it. Absolutely. College yeah. auditions is less about talent and more about dedication and organization. Okay. That's um, awesome. I, just as a, as a microcosm of that, I had a student one time who already uh, had done work on Broadway um, at 16, 17. Mm-hmm. And um, I had another student who had only done show choir, um, never done a, a play or a musical before in their life. And a Broadway student, very talented and also very sweet, was like, nah, I'm only going to apply to these four or five schools. Um, and I was like, I think you should do this. And I think you should do this. And I think you should do this. And they're like, nah. And um, show choir kid was like, hey, I'm a sponge. You tell me mm-hmm. to jump and I'm going to ask how high. And Broadway Kid didn't get into any of their schools. Broadway. Wow. And Show Choir Kid got into almost all their schools. Wow. Because Show Choir Kid was like, yeah, I've never done a monologue, but I am really interested in learning and I'm going to work really hard at it. And they show up with that eagerness and that dedication and it translates in the room as well. Yeah. So typically about how many schools do your students apply to like an average so typically um in the first round it comes out to about 18 19 um my 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 basement is 12 we cannot uh, apply for fewer than 12 and i put the cap at around 20 because at that point you may not have the mental bandwidth to be able to give your full attention to all of them um but then once you get to unified by then you've um, a lot of schools have said no to your pre-screen, so you're down to like, you know, maybe nine or ten. And then we can do a bunch of walk-in auditions where I'll guide students into schools that are going to be there at the Unified that maybe they have an audition for or even applied to academically. And I can say, hello, Fordham, this is Jake. Jake, meet Fordham. Go on in. And then they'll add sometimes nine or ten schools that weekend on the fly. Oh, wow. you could do that. That's an amazing service um, that you're able to give that personalized attention and almost be like an agent almost. Yeah. Come on in here. I mean, the, I think the surprising part is that they actually allow for that, that schools do to kind of slide in on those auditions and, you know, figure out the rest of it on the, on the flip side of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that due Drew to your relationship that you have with these schools that they're able to be like, Oh, Drew's got somebody, they must be really willing and dedicated to this process. Let's go ahead and see them. Or do you think that that's like a normal thing? Like, can Angela take me to my unified? Like schools, like schools show up and they say, all right, these spots are taken already by the students who have scheduled auditions, Mm -hmm. but these spots remain unoccupied. So if you want to come audition, sign Mm -hmm. up. Um, And so there are some schools that I do have close relationships with. And Mm -hmm. I can say, hey, I know you're full, but there's a kid that I really think is going to be a good fit for you. Okay. And they can help get them in. Gotcha. Um, Okay. I really enjoy, I really like Unifieds because um, the, the child benefits and the parents benefit by us getting them signed up for all these extra schools that they didn't even know about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Russ and myself, we benefit from it because we get to live out our NFL draft day dreams by pretending (laughs) that we're sports agents talking to general managers. That's awesome. (laughs) I love that. I got to tell you, as a... As a male who works in musical theater and is also a sports fan, there's not a lot of crossover. <laughs> no, I would bet not. Except for the unified experience. Right. That is your That's right. Jerry Maguire moment, right? Like. That's it. Yeah, right. <laughs> you got a mission. That's right. Okay, so let's just talk about this because I know parents are going to ask this question. To me, yeah. I feel like this entire process, everything you're giving is priceless, okay? But I'm sure that there's a price tag associated with this. So what are we looking at as three parents that are gonna probably be highly interested in utilizing your service? Yeah. What is that gonna cost us? As of right now, anyway. um, If if you, (laughs) uh, you know, we we charge hourly rates 
um, mm-hmm. and we also do packages. So it okay. really kind of depends on what you're looking for. And I know that sounds like a smoky answer, but no, um, no, I'm not going to hook somebody up with a package if they go, you know what? I, I've done everything. I need one monologue for one okay. school because I forgot to do the Shakespeare. Okay. Then I'm going to be like, cool, let's do three hours of Shakespeare. Get you on your way. Okay. Um, but if you're going to be like, I have no idea how to help my child, but mm-hmm. I really want to, then I'm going to say, um, it's going to save you money by doing a package versus working hourly. Okay. So if you want to uh, do hourly rates, it's two fifty an hour for coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you want to do the whole package, which again is finding schools, mm-hmm. your audition requirements, uh, which includes, and I didn't mention this before, what do you need for your pre-screens? What kinds of monologues and songs? What year do they mm-hmm. have to be written from? Mm-hmm. How many bars can they be? What is the mm-hmm. frame like? Is mm-hmm. it full body? Is it is it three quarters? Is it close up? Um, what are your personal video statements? When do they do by? When are the in-person auditions? Like already, as you're hearing this as moms, I'm sure that you're like, I would pay the full rate just for that. Just yes, to know when totally. everything yes. is due. Yes. We want the VIP full package, <laughs> yes. like Drew on the back. I want to show up at graduation. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, and then that also includes uh, song selection, Shakespeare selection, mm-hmm. um, monologue selection, uh, about 20, 25 hours of coaching over the course of the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh flying to you for your pre-screens or you coming to the closest city that we're going to be in, mm-hmm. um, filming and editing, mm-hmm. uh, uploading to a Dropbox. And when you get it, my Dropbox link, you're going to uh, open it and find that there's a folder for every school that you're applying to. Wow. And that folder is preloaded just with the cuts that you need for that school. So that even if you're not a tech savvy person, you can just open the folder and drag the files into the upload site. Nice. Um, That's amazing. We take you to Unifieds, we do mock auditions, and then we are your personal psychiatrist, coach, uh, (laughs) everything for the next three months. So that's $6,800 for the total of about 14 months or so. That sounds very reasonable to me. Yeah, uh, listen, I I grabbed our little strawberry margarita because I thought I was going to need to drink this (laughs) right before you (laughs) laid out that price. The margarita slash cleaner. Yeah, it's not very good. I don't recommend it. But $6,800 is in the realm of college applications and Kat just telling us how much everything costs and what you have to go through. Now, obviously, that doesn't include all of the application fees for all of these 15 schools that we're applying to. So there is going to be costs associated with that. But There will be. Yes, but $6,800. Well, I mean, what... I mean, for sure, what you're getting and all of the the prep and making sure that it's organized and you have the Mm -hmm. videos and all of that. Like, that's... I'm going to drink anyway, but it's not because of your price. <laughs> it's to celebrate. We're celebrating that it's not $10,000. Hey! Yeah. And the thing that keeps coming back to me is I don't know a lot about anything. And the whole selection of a monologue and selection of an audition cut, you know so much more about all those things and what is fitting for a voice or for a, the different mm-hmm. schools. That, to me, is priceless because yeah. I just don't. I know a few things. I know well, the more popular I mean, things, but we're I don't not even know talking that. about like school stuff right now with our kids. We're talking about like how do we get them into this show that we, mm-hmm. you know, is happening uh, locally. Yeah, and we we struggle sometimes with that. It's like how do we how do we get the right clip? How do we you know? And so we get help with that now as it is mm-hmm. because we can't do it. I'm, it's just not yeah. my background. Mm-hmm. You know? No. Yes, yeah, so we that's are not. And do you want people. to talk about like up leveling your mindset? So you're helping your kids get into, let's say, Alice in Wonderland. Let's say that your kid wants to play Alice. Okay, mm-hmm. so what can I pick that's gonna show the casting director or the or the director or the, commu- or the drama teacher that I can play Alice? Well, I can pick a certain song, I can wear a certain outfit, because I'm going for that role, right? Um, and the question's gonna be, is Jane right to play Alice? Yes or no? Pretty direct and pretty simple preparation. Um, college is, not do I want Angela to play uh, Cruella DeVille? The question is, do I want Angela, do I want to hang out with Angela for four years? That's a much different set of parameters that you're in the audition room for. 
Now, of course, that's very true. I would love to hang out with Angela for four years, but she only has a couple minutes in there with me. And her mindset cannot be, I want them to like me, I want them to like me, because then I don't get to know Angela. So you have to do this dual reverse Jedi mind trick of absolute preparation. All your I's are dotted, all your T's are crossed, and then let go of expectations and be full of gratitude. Doing both of those things at one time is difficult. And so it takes a process to be super prepared and also be able to let go and let the universe take it. Yeah, that's an interesting point because just because yeah. you can get into a school does not mean it's the right school for you. Just like that's right. just because you get a job and you can work it doesn't mean you're happy in it. So mm-hmm. it's such an important decision for the next four years of your life, like you're saying, to find one that is compatible with you and your needs. Absolutely. Yeah. Some kids get into their dream school, but it's only their dream school because it's got a big fancy name and they don't do enough research and they go, oh, actually, Ann Arbor is really cold. I don't want to go to the University of Michigan. Or like, I don't even like sports and this school's obsessed with sports. Um, I wish I was at a smaller college. And so part of our job is to open students' eyes to like, oh, there's actually, there's a dream school for you that you don't know about, but let me show it to you. Mm-hmm. We had a kid at Unified's a few years ago and she was auditioning for all the big ones. And I was talking to the University of Utah, just just chit-chatting, being like, oh, tell me about your school. I've never heard of you before. And then I gestured her over and I was like, hey, you should go audition for the school. She's like, Utah? All right. And so she auditions and she comes out of there and her eyes are just the size of dinner plates. And she goes, this is my dream school. This is my dream school. And she's there now and she loves it. Because she can do everything she wanted. It has everything that she was hoping to accomplish. The faculty absolutely jive with her. The cost is right. And she said, I never would have even known they existed if you hadn't introduced me to her. I'm sure you have students that join your program that come into this not really knowing what their criteria are. Do you have a way that you kind of help them flesh that out so they know they're going where they belong? Yeah, yeah, I actually do. Um, so this is the closest thing I do to an audition is I do an intake and I say, hey, tell me about you. Tell me about, you know, what do you love about yourself? What do you have in your goals? What What's important to you? How do you want to change the world? Uh, and then asking mom and dad, okay, what is our budget? Um, how important really is it that they're close to you and how important like what's my maximum mileage away from the house really if it's a school that they're in love with um how important is religion to you is inclusivity is double majoring all that kind of stuff you tell me that and i'll bring you 40 schools that have all those things you're looking for okay that makes a lot of sense yeah i'm just thinking you know because we've got some time before we have to deal with it with the musical theater child but the other one right you know, she's hyper focused on um, academia and, and she loves history and that kind of thing. And right now she's hyper focused on a school up in New York. And I don't even know where to begin to help her flesh out if that's really the thing for her or not. Because, you know, up until now, it's all been about tuba. Right. And well, I could have helped with music because that was my background. Right. But, um, mm. you know, trying to, to flesh out with her, is this really the direction that you're really interested in or are you just hyper-focused for a particular reason? Right, yeah. Sometimes you get attached to a name because you, you had one experience with one professor or you had one friend who loves talking about it and then you're like, that's it, that's it. Yeah. And it's your dream school because that, that thought got implanted deep in your brain at an earlier age. Um, and then it's not until you really um, have a come to Jesus moment and you lay out exactly what it is that you want that your your priorities begin to shift. And you say, oh, actually, yeah, that was a cool moment with that professor, but I really want a campus. Or I really want a place that has athletics or a place that I can double major. And that place doesn't actually have it. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Have you ever had an instance where someone has come to you and after intake and all that, you think, okay, this might not be the right track for you? Has that ever happened? Like maybe musical theater is not the direction you should be heading? 
Um, I have I have known students who have come in and they're like, well, I'm really thinking about um, like they'll say like they'll have their whole life planned out. Like they'll have everything written down. Like, yeah, I want to do musical theater, and then I want to be on Broadway, and then I want to be an attorney. Um, and I'll, I'll be like, swing. all right, great, I love this. <laughs> yeah. um, and some students are like, yeah, I I really love both, and I'm gonna do both. And we're and uh, our team, one of our core values is um, like obsessively supported about your varied interests. So if we have a student who's like. I'm really into theater and neurobiology, then I'm going to be like, great, let's find you a school that does both really awesome. So you're not feeling like you're having to choose one over the other. But then there are some students who um, I think maybe they're coming to the end of their love with theater. Um, and it's often schools who go, it's often students who go to performing arts high schools where they've done it for so long, they've kind of run it ragged and they go, yeah, I guess I want to do theater. Um, yeah, and I I can kind of already tell that they don't actually want to do it. It's a dream they're hanging on to, but it was the dream of 14-year-old them. And by 16, they're having other priorities. Um, but I'm really big on not, not myself and not mom and dad. No one should tell a student, maybe you should think about something else, because all they're going to remember is that person didn't believe in me. Now we're telling them that for their own, you know, parents <laughs> say to their kids, um, you know, um, you know, if you don't succeed at this, what about a backup plan? Which is the worst thing you can say to a child because all they're going to remember is my mom and dad didn't think I was good enough or they didn't believe in me. They didn't think that I had the skills um, and they wanted to steer me away from the thing that I love. That's not a great memory of your parents to have that lasts the rest of your life. But parents say those things because of course they want to protect their child. They want their child to be able to feed themselves and, and pay the rent. Um, so I, you can have your child achieve all those things through a different manner. And that's just by promoting the accumulation of additional money earning skills. So instead of saying, don't be an actor because you'll fail at it, you say, great, do, uh, do what you love, but also uh, pick up your um, certification in video editing, fight choreography, get your real estate broker's license, um, become an HTML coder. All those things can give you consistent income in the professional world while you're gigging. And if they decide to quit, if they go into the business and then they're like, oh, you know what? Going to auditions at five o'clock in the morning for a national tour that pays $200 just is not the job that I want. They're going to make that decision. And you're not going to say, I told you so. You're going to say, cool, um, you have shifted careers. How can I help you now? And they're going to remember that mom and dad supported them. Oh, that's great advice. <laughs> yeah. Is your whole team like as encouraging and supportive as you? Because <laughs> you're just like a warm blanket. Yes. <laughs> yes. Our, like a weighted blanket. I know. Like, oh, happy and snuggly. My team is a small hand-selected group. And we, it's funny, about two weeks ago, we just had a meeting about our core values. And everyone was like, by the end of it, was like, yes, yes, this is great. <laughs> I love it. Because our core value yeah. is just promoting theater in a... We never want to speak <laughs> negatively about it or anything yes. like that. We just want to, just pause positive, it. Positive, so uplifting. I love your energy. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are things you've noticed that kids have done before they even get to you that is helpful? Like, is I'm not saying that very clearly, but like lessons or acting classes or those kinds of things. Have you noticed that kids that coming in with that kind of experience are um, having more success in the application process yeah like what things should parents be doing to kind of give their kids a leg up i guess is what i'm asking i i think one of the biggest things that you can do to help your kid is encourage them to go outside their comfort zone and do shows at places or with organizations that they haven't done before because one of the most debilitating things that happens to a student is they are like the big star in their community theater or their school and then their parent internalizes that and sort of loses touch with reality. And they say, <laughs> well, my kid is really, 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 really good. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes that's true. And sometimes it's not true. 
sometimes they ha- the, the students haven't been challenged yet to know like what it's like out there. And that's when students get picky and they say, I'm only applying to these seven or eight schools because I'm really awesome. So I don't need to apply to 20 schools. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be Patty Lapone, you're still only getting into about 30% <laughs> of your schools. So um, if you limit yourself to seven or eight schools, it's you're gonna have a really, really tough time mentally through this process. So uh, getting out of your comfort zone and being a small fish somewhere mm-hmm. else too mm-hmm. to really learn um, what else is out there. Um, I think that getting into some kind of class for your skills that you're weaker at early on are really, really, really helpful. Uh, schools are only looking for two out of three. So schools won't say we're looking for a triple threat because honest to goodness, they're not. Uh, they're looking it's for two out of three. So if if you rank your skills, let's say that um, Angela is like dancer, actor, singer. Um, so if she is dancer, then actor, then singer, I would start getting into some acting classes um, so that um, she's a fierce dancer and she's a fierce actress and shore up those two out of three. For me, I'm an actor, singer, drill a mile into the earth dancer. And so I'm not really going to brush up my dancing skills. We feel you. Because when I'm in a dance call, I'm not competing with you guys. You guys are going to, you know, do laps around me. But... I am going to shore up my singing skills so that I'm a really powerful two out of three. Um, I think those two things, getting out of your comfort zone and getting some training and technique in your second skill is very helpful. That's excellent advice. I love that about going out and doing different things. Because you do, you get in your community theater and you're known and you 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 get all the roles, but you're, like you said, the big fish thing. You got to spread out and have some competition because there are incredibly talented people everywhere. And I think yeah. that's how they'll grow. I mean, mm-hmm. that's how they'll get better. Yeah. yeah. We're already kind of battling that now with, with the kids because they get so yeah. comfortable in the, the stuff that they're already mm-hmm. doing. And it's like, oh, okay, well, this theater's doing this. Let's go audition over here. Well, I don't really know if I want to go over there. And you're like, yes, you do. Get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. At least give it a shot. That's exactly right. Exactly. And um, where we're located here in Lakeland, we are so fortunate, and we've talked about this several times on our show already, is that we do have several theaters in the area, not only community, but we have a couple regional as well. Um, We got the Straz, we got the Tampa Rep, we got Orlando Rep, we got Dr. Phillips. So there's a lot here in the area, I think, for, you know, for our kids to, to try to experience. That's so good. Yeah, we're not stuck in East Bumble, you know. With, with no options, so. That's right, that's right. That's so fortunate that, that students can can uh, perform and get experience at several different um, mm-hmm. theaters and several different groups. It's so, so important. And Straz, that's one of the theaters we stopped oh, at for yes. Rudolph. Oh, there you go. Yes. What was your role in Rudolph? I forgot to ask. Uh, okay, so do you remember the... The 1968, uh, uh-huh. you know, the claymation. Oh, we've yes. seen it multiple okay. times in preparation for our musical. Yes, we know that well. <laughs> okay, great. So, so I was the mean boss elf. Oh, that's oh, so Gabby. My daughter Gabby is the boss elf. Absolutely, oh. and she, yes, and she, she nails it every she, time. What? You want to be a dentist? Yeah. Oh, it's hysterical. That's so funny. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Were you that all three times that you did it on tour? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. I, like, you know, again, they cast me, actor first, a little okay. bit of singing. How much dancing? None, None, sir. Great. Drew, come on in. <laughs> yeah. 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 There we go. Oh, kind of like Gabs. No, okay. <laughs> no, she's good. So um, I'm totally going to have to hook up with you, and maybe you can do a little Zoom thing with her. Um, help her that. with some characterization, right? That would be great. Be the perfect boss elf. <laughs> right, yeah, right. how to be the boss elf. But yeah, it's it's awesome. Our kids, they all have pretty good, you know. Um, Lily Kate, she's Clarice. Clarice. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, great. And Pinky's oh, Jack great. in the Box, which is hysterical. Charlie yeah. in the Box. Oh, Charlie in the Box. Not Jack. Yes, Charlie Sorry. in the Box. The creepy Charlie in the Box. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're doing puppets for those characters, so that'll be really cool. I'm excited because we get oh, to see those fun. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, we do. All right, we want to value your time. Is there any other fantastic, wonderful wisdom or advice you can pass on before we wrap it up? 
Yeah, start start early, y'all. Even if it's not working okay. on the process, start investigating early. Um, start, you know, just, uh, you know, hook up a, a, a consultation session with me, even if you're a sophomore. We can just talk about, you know, what you should be thinking about until you start, start working junior year. Um, start doing summer intensives. We're enrolling for ours right now uh, in uh, Orange County, California in July. And um, it's a great way as a freshman, sophomore, junior to really uh, suss out what you do want in school. Because you're going to meet with the head of a program and work with them on your monologues and songs for a day. And you might say, whoa, that, that lady or that guy really has the teaching style that I like a lot. I feel challenged. I feel supported. And maybe you'll meet the head of a program from your dream school and be like, oh, never mind. That dream school doesn't offer what I want. Uh, and you also create comrades in arms for both students and parents. And you have this really tight-knit group to go through the entire process with. And you're surrounded by cheerleaders. Um, yeah, mm. so start – Start as early as you can. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so, so very much for joining us. And yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm going to sign fabulous. up tomorrow. Let's <laughs> <laughs> start <laughs> really <laughs> early. <laughs> we really appreciate you, and thank you for your energy and your positivity. We, we just love it. Yeah, oh, my thank gosh. You. Thank you. Well, we hope you have a great holiday season, and yeah. uh, hopefully hey, we'll be back in thank touch. Thank you very shortly. much. Right. Yeah. Right. Thank you.